This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good evening, listeners. Welcome back. And as you know, it's Women's Month and we celebrate it um, by talking to different women every time. So you will see in this month, we don't speak to men except for my husband. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's the interviewer that's with me. But we focus on women. And uh, as we look at the Bible, if you missed the first program of the month, we spoke about how... Um, in the Bible, how uh, women as roles are explored in the Bible, many different women in the Bible and how God used them. And also Jesus, who had a whole band of women with him that were supporting him financially and helping him and walking mm. with him. And Jesus befriending women. And this month, we're talking about women in the real life, uh, facing addiction and reality and addiction and the redemption. And then we talk about God's faithfulness and women's challenges. And last week we had Karen McLeod with us. And we are so privileged to have Karen again because she's also the branch manager of Mighty Wings. And that is a an organization that works with addicts, but it's not a... Uh, uh, it's not a full-time program. It's a part-time um, uh, outpatient, outpatient, outpatient program. program. And so if you missed last week, be sure to go back to Karen's story. She told us about her personal life, her personal story, and how it had happened that she had become part of Mighty Wings. And this week, we're going to talk about what <clears throat> Mighty Wings does, especially for other women and men that are struggling with addictions and or with people, partners or with partners who are struggling with addictions and mm. what they could do especially if they cannot go to an inpatient or maybe they had been at an inpatient um, place already mm. and now they need a follow up what mm. do you say about that Karen? very very welcome back Karen <laughs> we are so glad that you are with us thank you thank you so much for having me back I really appreciate it Yes. So, Karen, what do you say about my introduction? I'm sure you can add a lot to that. Ah, uh, thank you. Your introduction is wonderful, Suki. Yes, absolutely. Um, where do I start with Mighty Wings? So, you 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 rightly say that it is similar to an outpatient program. Mm. It's a it's a support group, um, a sober life support group. So, we have um, we run a program for our recovering addicts or alcoholics, as well as their family support members. And that's where we differ from a lot of other sort of outpatient facilities where we focus very much on the entire family. So it's either the husband, the wife, the parents, the siblings, any, any, any family member that is um, involved with an, with an addict, they attend the program. It's also, they, we also ask them to sign up for a year. Um, it's not a quick fix. Mm, it's mm, very mm. structured. It's we do testing twice a week, um, and you have a whole lot of lessons and things that have to be prepared. And it's it's a very comprehensive. It's it's an incredibly well put together program. Um, I would just like to say that even whether you in addiction know anybody in addiction or have never heard of addiction, if you came and did the Mighty Wings program, it would literally change your life because mm. we have a. A Wednesday and a Sunday evening. So the Wednesday evening we do life skills, mm. and life skills um, encompasses things like, you know, building healthy relationships, setting boundaries, mm -hmm. how to get rid of codependency, mm. 
you know, stress management, etc. So the, the the skills that really we should probably have learned somewhere along the line at school or university, instead of a whole lot of other irrelevant stuff, stuff that actually helps us in real life. Mm. So we teach that on a Wednesday night, and then we do a whole share, and then on a Sunday night we do an empowered recovery program as well as celebrate recovery, the 12 steps. So. Mm. Um, it's very comprehensive. It's a lot of work, a lot of effort. We require a full commitment from our clients. It's not a willy-nilly thing that you can come and go, attend when you please, you know, don't attend, um, the consequences, because it's all about teaching people accountability. Mm. And commitment, mm. not so. Mm. Absolutely. And accountability, responsibility, and then facing the consequences of their choices. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, Karen, thank you very much uh, for that intro. Um, what are the typical addictions that um, people have that come to Mighty Wings? Well, primarily it's drug and alcohol addictions. Um, you know, that is our focus. It's, mm-hmm. it's for, for, for addicts of a drug or, or alcohol addicts, mm-hmm. the same thing, really. Um, but what we do find, obviously, is, is most people have, you know, cross addictions. So yes, yes, yeah. um, we've also had, in the past, I know we've had a, a couple of successful uh, people with gambling issues, but those mm-hmm. would, you know, they would need to be assessed first by a professional as to, to whether the program would work. Mm-hmm. So it's primarily drug and alcohol addiction. Mm-hmm. Um but but what Mighty Wings, what we do at Mighty Wings is work on the wound underneath the addiction. Yeah. So it then works for addiction. As yeah. a fact, you know what I'm saying? Can you tell yeah. us more about that wound beneath the addiction? The, the root. So yeah. It's the root. Yeah. Mm. It's, the, it's the reason why um, why people find it necessary to numb or to escape. Mm. Mm. Um, so, you know, we found that even people who perhaps stop using for a while, they're not in recovery. That just means they're dry. They were yeah. dry addicts. Recovery is actually working on the issues, the underlying mm, issues, mm. the reason why the addiction started in the first place, the reason why it was necessary to find that escape and that numbing and that uh, just getting out of it and not, not having to face what's going on. Mm. And so, you know, and the reason people keep relapsing is because they can't cope. Mm. Yeah. So if mm. you don't teach them coping skills, then how are they ever going to stay clean and sober? Mm. So it, mm. it's a whole lot of very practical stuff put in place. Um, mm. As I say, very strictly run and, and, and boundaries and recovery plans that have to be, mm. you know, adhered to, etc. Karen, to stay on that path. Yeah, yes. we can talk more about the program now. I just want to comment on what you said about a dry a dry addict or dry alcoholic. I remember my mom, because my dad used to be an um, alcoholic, and my mom, uh, you know, we always wanted my dad to get help, the children. But my mom said, you know what? She knows about people that stop drinking and and they are dry now and they are worse than what the (laughs) addict was. So she was actually scared of my my dad getting into recovery because she was scared that it's going to be worse. So I think there are many people with those perceptions and they, and they don't realize if you, if you stop drinking and those, and that's exactly why you guys are doing what you're doing. If you don't address the wound below it, Mm -hmm. the person is going to get worse because he's still sitting with a wound, but he's got no way to cope with the pain. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly it. So just, you know, just stop, is 
not using the drugs and alcohol is a small part of the recovery program. The, yeah. the, the main bit is, is dealing with those issues and being open and honest and getting those things out in the open and learning to forgive and learning to understand yourself um, and where this came from. And it's, it's tough. It's not, it's not an easy program. Um, we always say to people, this is not for sissies, and we mean yeah. that because it really takes a lot of courage and a lot of strength um, and, of course, the Lord Mm. to be able to do something like this. You cannot do this in your own strength. And I think that's why Mighty Wings work so beautifully is because it is, it's the Lord's ministry. Um, mm. we, we, we 100% give him all the, the, the glory, the mm. credits, and the honor for, for anything that happens there. And, and it is a place where you, where you really do see people's lives turn around. That's, that's not just a cliche. It's, it's mm. quite incredible, yeah. quite incredible. Uh, it's wonderful. that, uh, And I think what you're doing is you're giving people hope mm. um, yes. that there is a possibility to change. You don't have to be stuck where you are. And that's not only for the person who is addicted, but for the family as well. Mm. Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, it's absolutely imperative that the family get involved. Mm. And, you know, that until they change... Nothing changes. Yes. The addict will never change unless the family changes. Mm. That's something I learned a long time ago at Mighty Wings, and I've seen that play out over and over and over again. Mm. Mm. So, so um, Mighty Wings is uh, not only for men or not only for women. Could you share mm. with me, um, with us, what proportion of uh, men and what proportion of women you know, since we are talking uh, this month with yes. regards to uh, Women's Month, mm. how many women in proportion to men um, uh, eventually get to, to do your program, Mighty Wings? So it's, it's a very difficult one. Um, you know, the nature of, of uh, support groups is that they, they, they build up and they disappear and the, the numbers change all the time. Mm. So we, we generally speaking, in my experience, and I'm only speaking from a personal experience, we generally have a lot more men in recovery than we do ladies. But surprisingly enough, or maybe not so surprising, um, I'm talking on the recovering addict side, but on the supporter side, on the family member side, we have way more women than mm, men mm, attending. Mm, mm, mm. So there again, you see the heart of the woman, um, you know, coming and, and, and doing what's necessary to to learn how to support and love people struggling, mm, their, mm. their family members, etc. Um, we we That's just my own personal experience. Mm. I can't speak for mm. other re rehabs and things, but we generally have more men coming into recovery yeah. than, than, than women. Interesting. Um, mm. Yeah, it is interesting. Okay, Karen, uh, can we talk more about the women specifically, um, you know, more in a support of, like what you said, they come to, to learn more because they, they've got family and yes. friends that are addicts. Let's talk more about that after the break. Karen, welcome back. So uh, we, we stopped by talking about the family member and friends that are also part of this addiction program with mm -hmm. Mighty Wings. Do you sometimes get it where the family members come to you first and say we have a problem but the addict, um, the addict doesn't want to come? And what do you do yes. in th those situations? Yes, okay, absolutely. Um, that's a very good question. And and we've had that quite often, actually, where the family will come because they're so desperate. They they come for help, and the recovery the addict's not interested in in recovery or refuses to come. Um, it actually works really well. Um, as I mentioned before, 
nothing's going to change until the families change. So what we do find is those, those family members that come to us for help and join the group and actually embrace the program and start learning and getting all those skills, once they learn to put in those boundaries and stop feeling guilty and stop rescuing and stop enabling, things change because then it basically doesn't give the addict a choice. Mm. Um, if they if they wish to continue in the relationship or live in the home, etc., they have no choice but to change. So it's I would love to encourage anybody who has is in is involved with somebody in addiction to actually look for help because mm. when you learn how to deal with it, everything changes. Mm. Mm. Uh, I think. Thank you very much. I think. Um, very often the family that comes or the family member that comes into uh, Mighty Wings wants to help the addict. And mm-hmm. at which point are, are you able to help them refocus from harming and help that harms and help that hurts? Uh, at, how do you help the family members to get over that being codependent, just wanting to fix the addict? that's part of the program so if it it does take a while um, we immediately you know we try and start them as soon as possible there's a whole load of lessons and stuff that they learn but we start getting them to understand what is helping and what is harming Mm. Uh, they they you know the groups people will come in and join the group at different stages so you'll have people that have been there longer people that have been there less time brand new people Mm. and sharing each other's experiences and sitting in a group and sharing and hearing where other people have come from and what's happened in their families and how their lives have been restored is often the thing that encourages those people that come in because everybody that starts on the program is completely overwhelmed and devastated and angry and disappointed and and they feel hopeless. So when they start seeing that these people around me have got similar stories, some some are even worse, mm-hmm. but they've they've managed to move forward. Yeah. That encourages them. Um, we give them lessons to prepare. You know, we give them. As I say, we, let, we, we allow them to, to feed off each other and encourage one another. That's really what we're there for, is to support one another. Mm. So we show them the difference. We show them mm. the difference between helping, harming. Um, and we start getting them to focus on their own issues. Mm. They were lots of the time, it's a lot more difficult dealing with the supporters because they, when they come into the program, they honestly believe that they don't have a problem. It's the yeah. that has a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's to get them to start focusing on their own issues. Mm. Once that penny drops, everything mm. changes. Mm. Yes. Then they start realizing, but I'm so hurt. They, mm. they often... In my experience, the supporters are, are more devastated than the addict. Mm. Um, mm. They, they, because, and, I, and, I, and I understand that. I know what it's like to love an addict mm-hmm. and to be completely helpless mm. and, and, and desperate to, to want to help them, but you're completely helpless. Mm. So I do understand that devastation. Karen, let's, uh, let's get back to women again. Uh, yes. You said you mostly have people, have men coming into the program for yes. addictions. Have you had yes. women as part of the problem uh, um, that came for the program as well to uh, that were struggling Absolutely. with addictions? So tell us about that. Absolutely. Oh yes. No, we've had we've had a number of women. Um, um, as I say, just in in our my particular case, it's always the majority is men, but we've had a number of women, and we currently have a number of women on the program. Um, and for me, that is it's often it's often a lot more difficult for them. Um, 
they're very, very brave to, to come in. Uh, a lot of them have already lost their children. Mm. Uh, some of them are very on court orders. Um, mm. they, their lives have been completely devastated. Uh, you know, I, I know this sounds terrible, but I've always thanked God for, you know, they say thank God for small mercies, but at least my, I know this sounds awful, but I don't know how else to put it, but my son was an addict rather than my daughter because I've, I've watched mothers of daughters mm. Mm. where they, where you, how do you throw your daughter out of your home? Mm. Um, you know, where they've had to go into things like prostitution and mm. stuff like that to feed their habits. Um, and and so it, for, for, for them, it's usually a lot more difficult, mm. um, especially mm. where, where, where children are involved and concerned. Yes. So... It's very, they, they're very courageous, the ones that do come into recovery. And and I've had some, having said that I haven't had as many women in our particular branch as, as men, I've had some incredible women. I mean, I've had, just to give you an example, the oldest client I've, I've dealt with over the last eight years was a 69-year-old lady mm. who oh. came in. Mm. Wow. At 69, she came into recovery. Um, mm. That takes a tremendous amount of courage uh, and strength to do, to do something like that. So, mm. yeah, it is, it is, um, it's particularly heartbreaking for me. I, you know, my heart has always been for abused women. Mm. Um, and any woman, any woman in addiction is is abused, has mm. been abused. Absolutely. And, and so I think that's where I resonate so well with these people. Any supporter that loves an addict has been abused. Um, mm. You know, living with an, with living with an addict, is, you, you're subjected to a lot of abuse. Mm. And so I think that's where God so cleverly put this together. You know, it placed me, although my heart's always been for abused women, it certainly wasn't for addicts, but now the two have come together so well. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. And then also, um, let's talk about women in supportive situations that are not the addicts, but like you said, it's so hard for them because you, you deal yes. with two groups, with the groups, yes. uh, the women that come in for the program as addicts and also the yeah. women that you said, and they weigh more, that come in as family members and friends of addicts. Yes. Tell us about them and what they struggle with. So the biggest struggle is women are nurturers and women mm. have been made throughout all the decades and centuries to be to feel responsible. Um, we've been made to believe that it's our job to heal people, to rescue them, to fix them. Um, and I think that's where they really, really struggle. Mm. Mm. Is how do I let go? How how is it now not my responsibility to make this child of mine right? How is it now not my responsibility to fix my husband who mm. I love? Mm. Um, and for, to, for them to try and understand that, you know, I always say to them, you, one day you're going to stand in front of the Lord and he's going to say to you, what did you do with the life I gave you? Not what did you do with the life I gave your husband or right. your child? Mm. Right. Um, and so you've really got to start looking at, you know, how how far does this go? You're not God. We try and play God, mm. I think. Um, mm. You know, because we, we're so determined that we think if we're just determined enough and if we just love them enough, mm. I mean, my insanity in, in my son's addiction was, if I just love this child enough, he's going to stop using. Mm. I mean, how insane is that? Mm. Um, you know, I, it didn't work with my, with my, with my husband. Mm. And I have to say that they both died an early, a premature death because neither of them ever got into, into recovery. So I've seen, I've seen the end results of this. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
you know, and, and so how is it not my responsibility to take care of my child? And they think that because I'm a mother, if I tell my child you can't live in my house, if you're going to use, uh, you have to go out and onto the street or do whatever you want to do, then I'm a terrible mother. Not realizing that by allowing them to stay and continue, mm. all you're doing is you're just, you're just fueling this addiction. Mm. So you're actually harming them mm. by being that soft, nurturing mom, mm. that side of you. Mm. And like you said so rightly, Suki, you know, you get so confused with what is your Christian role and what is your role as a mother and what is your role as a supporter mm. and so we kind of try and help them to just understand that you can still be a good Christian you can still be a good mother and in fact being a good mother sometimes is drawing the line in the sand and saying no this far and no further I, I will not watch you kill yourself because mm. that's basically what you're doing mm. uh, I got to that stage with my son where I was literally I said I cannot watch this anymore mm. If you are going to do this, I'd rather you just went and blew your head off because then I'd know where you were and at least I'd, I would know you with the Lord mm. because I cannot just, I can't be part of this watching you slowly but surely taking your life. That's, mm. what, it, that's mm. what it's like. Mm. Um, but it's very difficult for them to realize that they, they can still be a really good mother or a really good wife without mm. enabling mm. their loved one. Uh, and you know that enabling uh, Karen is i think as as Christ followers as Christians we often mix up or we get confused about what is really helping um mm. to move away from the addiction and what is helping to stay in the addiction and um because you know as as Christians we are told take care of one another and the other yes. person is more important than you um, yes. and that is what the mother or or the the daughter of of a mother or a father that is just what they are doing they yes. uh, in in our thoughts we are following biblical principles um, yes. i think that is what makes it super difficult to to get past that barrier mm. of mm. I must not enable. I must give. The, I'm, I need to give the addict a gift of desperation. Yeah. And you know, yeah. in my situation, um, you know, like I think many women say, but I'm the helpmate. The Bible says I'm the helpmate. Mm, mm, mm. And yeah. with us, yeah. it was not a substance. It was him watching something, you know, yeah. looking yeah. pornography or whatever. And yeah. I thought I had to help him not to watch because he told no. me he didn't want to watch. And he yeah. said to me, I don't want to watch. I watched again and he made it my problem. And I thought, oh, I'm so sorry. Let's pray. Let's fight the devil. <laughs> yeah. So you can't yeah. imagine. I mean, for years, I'm talking now about many years ago, like um, because Frederick's been clean for many, many years. But um, but that in those years, that's what I thought my role as a helpmate would be. I did not understand that, uh, you know, because it's not like stealing the alcohol or whatever. It's like helping right. him not to do what he doesn't want to do. But I didn't realize right. it's not my job. It's not my responsibility. Absolutely. Mm. I, I, think, I think the thing that helps me and, and has helped a lot of our clients, where we are found clarity is, is, you know, I always think of this is this way. At the end of the day, God gave us the one thing that he didn't give any other thing that he created, and that's a choice. Mm. Um, and so we've got to also, part of loving somebody and part of helping somebody 
and respecting somebody is to respect their choices. Mm. The same way that God respects our choices. Mm. So he, he, more than anything, he wants all of us in his kingdom, but he doesn't force himself on us. Mm. He doesn't come along and say, now you're losing the pot here, so I'm going to force myself onto you, and you will uh, accept me, and mm. you will be saved. He, he, he actually, I don't know how he manages to do this, because he is just love, steps away and says, well, that's your choice, and I respect your choice. Mm. So we have to respect our loved one's choices. If they continue, if they choose to continue down that path, then we have to step back and say, I love you, I'll pray for you, um, but I'm not going to be part of it. I, my exactly. choice is not to be part of this and not to be taken down and taken out with your addiction because, you see, to me, that's the cleverest thing of the devil's master plan mm-hmm. because you only have to get one person addicted and you can destroy up to 60 people are affected by one wow. addict. So how clever is that? Mm. You get one person is stuck in addiction and you just destroy everybody around him. Mm-hmm. So now it's our choice as to whether we go down with that addict or whether we go, no, mm. no, 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 I'm, I'm not participating in this. I'm really sorry. Mm. Um, and I love you enough to respect your choices because, you know, God doesn't control us. Controlling, and that's where the rescuing and the fixing comes in. The codependency is part of that is controlling. And we learn to do that because we've come out of a place of chaos. So it's a learned behavior, mm. but it's still wrong mm. because we Absolutely. have no right to try and control somebody exactly. else. Exactly. Karen, you said it so well, but we've run out of time. So I'm sure people can connect with you. There are a few branches of Mighty Wings, unfortunately, only in Gauteng. Uh, There might be another one opening up in other provinces some other time. But people can also do 12-step programs. And uh, listeners, if you want to have questions about anything or how you can be helped and you're not sure, you can also write to Frederick and me at frederiksuki at kpulpit. Dot co dot Z-A. Z-A. And then also, if, you wa- if you've listened to Karen and you know of anyone that could benefit by listening to this, remember you can find on the podcast. The podcast will not come in immediately. It will maybe within the next week or so. It will be added to the website. So make sure that you go into the K-Pulpit website, uh, the end, slash, uh, type in podcast into me, see uh, the K-Pulpit website address, and you will be able to get it. Till next time, God bless. Thank you. God, thank you very much, Karen. God bless. Pleasure, pleasure. Thank you. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.